9-6-8 right here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. Talking Bears football with you at 312-332-3776. Bears-Packers week, round two. <laughs> Got to build the hype, Abdallah. Week 13 in the NFL. No practice today for the Bears at House Hall. We'll find out tomorrow uh, the status for Justin Fields, the number one question on the table as far as Bears fans concern for the weekend game against the Packers. Will Justin Fields play? What's his status of health on, on pra- at practice on Wednesday? And we'll find out all the information tomorrow as the Bears return to practice at Hallis Hall. But th- this is uh, usually a week that we get amped for. We talk about Bears-Packers all the time, and, and it's a week we're excited for. But right now, if we have two backup quarterbacks facing off on Sunday, I know Aaron Rodgers said earlier today on a podcast he's going to play. So, okay, boom. There's one side of the rivalry, right? Mm-hmm. He's set to go. Now will the Bears hold up their end of the bargain? It'd be nice to see a matchup where, for once, the Bears might have the edge as far as the better offense. Statistically, to this point this season, the Bears' offense at times this season has been better than what we've seen for the Packers to this point this season. Yeah, and I, I look, not having Darnell Mooney is going to be a problem. I think he's you know he, he was put on IR earlier today, so he's out for the rest of the year, as is Eddie Jackson, so the defense just keeps on getting worse, and the joke will be, well, Eddie Jackson can't tackle anyway. Okay, well, watch what's behind him. Watch. Like, it's going to be bad. And I, I and yes, we can hype this up a lot if we want to. But the fact of the matter is, like you and I have been listening to a lot of the shows today, whether it's Cap and Jay Hood, Carmen and Yurko, or Waddle and Sylvie. And I feel like the and this is not shade at any show. No, I'm greenie? not throwing. I'm not. Oh, well, well, Greeny, I don't think Greeny had a field take Bubba. today. Did Greeny have a field take today? No, no. Devin hashtag crew. This is not. A shade Are at you throwing, any show. It sounds like it, when you have to not. point out that you're not throwing shade, I am it not. sounds like you're about to throw no, no, some no, shade. No, 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 no. You're going I just after want, Cap? No, 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 no. I'm not going after anybody. You're going after Yurko? I'm not. If, if this is clipped, I want the full context. I am not no. going after anybody. Clip it here. Nope, Start now. Nope. I'm Mark. not going after anybody. Not going after anybody. <laughs> I believe that it is, it is the common uh, belief between the Bleck and Abdallah program, between Bleck and Abdallah, okay. that if Justin Fields is healthy... He should play. Like, this isn't a let's shut him down because we're worried about him type of thing. If the shoulder isn't 100%, don't play. If it's gonna, if you think it's, it's not 100%, it's going to risk re-injury because he could pop out of its socket again or whatever it is, don't play. But if the doctors have cleared him and he feels healthy and he has no pain, by all means, get out there, develop a chemistry with these wide receivers that are going to be here next year. You still have Chase Claypool that's going to be out there. Felix Jones is going to be here next year. Uh, Cole Komet's going to be here next year. Go out there and play. This is a bad Packers defense. Get out there and play. Because if you're, what, are, what, are, what are we doing? Just sitting him on the sideline? Like, if he's hurt, I get it. But there's no point in having him sit on the sideline. Like, I'm not, I, look, they're going to probably lose. They're probably going to lose, and they're probably going to lose a majority of the rest of these games. Maybe not the Lions game, maybe not the Vikings game if the Vikings don't have anything to play for, but that's only if they don't have anything to play for. So moving up a spot or down a spot in the draft, I don't think that matters. To me, it's more about Justin Fields' development, and I want to see him out there if he's healthy. Now, if they come out tomorrow and Matt Eberflus says, hey, well, you know, he's kind of nursing the injury. We're going to see how practice goes, and he's going to be a game-time decision. Then he probably shouldn't be playing. Like, I don't want him to re-aggravate an injury, and then he's gone an extended period of time, and then he doesn't have a full offseason, and he doesn't have time to throw with these wide receivers, and have time to get acclimated and all that kind of stuff. I don't want that. But if he's, he- if he's healthy, get out there. Get some run. 
I'm with you. I co-sign this. Uh, so if they want to clip that there with me saying I co-sign at the end, I agree with you. Okay. Whoever you're going after I'm on the I'm not going staff, after anybody. Uh, you're you're uh, afraid of naming names. but I'm not yeah. going after anybody. I co-sign the conversation. I can't yell. Can't if, yell tonight. If Justin Fields is healthy, he should be playing. Uh, if he is at risk of hurting himself more based on this specific injury, yeah, you rest. Mm-hmm. And you get the two extra weeks because of the bye week after the Packers game. I, I would like to see at the end of the, the season here some development. I would like to see some positive momentum into next season. I want to see that from the coach. I want to see that from this offense. Uh, I want to see and have good vibes heading into the offseason. I know that there are a lot of people in this town celebrating losses right now. They love looking up the mock drafts and seeing the Bears sitting there. Do you want me to there. look it up? Number two. Do you want me to look at mock drafts? No, I know it's number NFL, two. The Bears uh, right now, the season yeah, ends today, who, are number two. To see the, who they could get? Will Anderson. I yeah, bet you. I bet is. you anything. On the it's mock Will drafts, Anderson. it's saying yeah. Will Anderson, yeah, right? Yeah, CBS says Will Anderson. Yeah. 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 It will be beneficial if that's what happens at the end of the day. The Bears will likely be able to move back. A team will need to move up to get a quarterback, either C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young. I get it. Will they, but, though? If you're watching this right now and to assume that only the only guy that's going to be here in the future is Justin Fields, I don't think that's right. Mm-hmm. I think there are offensive players who will be here in the future. Uh, Claypool, Komet. Uh, uh, there are guys on this offense, guys on the defense. Two of your younger players on defense weren't there against the Jets, Gordon and Brisker. I would like to see some more development from them. I don't think it's a bad thing to win games at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. And therefore, if Fields is available to play against Green Bay, I would like to see that. I think that's something we can all get some kind of value out of. Black and Abdallah talking Bears football with you here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. So we'll wait and see on Fields whether or not he'll be healthy for this weekend. Bears Packers this weekend. Let me ask you this question. Going forward, which team has the better future? Which team has the brighter future? The Green Bay Packers or the Chicago Bears? Now, heading into this matchup, the Packers are not having a good season. They're 4-8 and heading into this matchup against the Bears. They just lost on Sunday Night Football to the Eagles. Uh, their offense has been bad all season long. Aaron Rodgers got hurt. He says he's going to play, but he's banged up. He's had the thumb injury for most of the season as well. Uh, they don't have the wide receivers like they used to in the past. So Rodgers isn't as explosive as a quarterback. And at times, quite frankly, he looks as if he's distracted or not as focused as he used to be as, as being the best quarterback in the NFL. There, there have been many a throw this season that he's just missed, mm-hmm. which in the past, Aaron Rodgers doesn't do that. And then defensively, they just have, haven't been the caliber that we've seen the last couple of years when they were a Super Bowl contending team. Now, the Bears on the other side, we know what this is. They're a rebuilding franchise, three and nine. Basically, the only redeemable quality at this moment is Justin Fields. The defense needs work, one of the worst in all football. You know, the offensive line needs work. You have a run game, but how far does that really take you in today's NFL? So when I ask you, who has the brighter future? Bears and Packers fans. I know we get a lot of Packer fans that live in the Chicagoland area that listen to the show. Which team has the brighter future right now? That's a tough question because, like, if I project out, what are we talking? Three years into the future? Next year? Are we talking four years into the future? Because I don't know how long Aaron Rodgers is going to play or be effective, right? Like, he's not going to retire after this year. 
He's got too much money coming to him in the next two years. So I feel like Aaron Rodgers, like in the immediate future, you look at how bad the Packers are right now, and if we do look at the mock drafts, uh, they have them taking right now one of the best wide receivers in the NFL or in college football to add to their roster to help out Aaron Rodgers. So to me right now, I feel the track record has been the Packers have the better outlook. So I'm going to say if we look out two years from now, maybe the Packers. Now, because Justin Fields still hasn't proven that he can win a game with his arm. I believe he can. He just hasn't done it in the NFL yet, right? Like like the, the criticisms of, are, of Justin Fields are that he has not won from the pocket yet. Right. And unless he does that, you're going to have issues like we have now where this could be a, a problem going forward where, well, we know Justin Fields can't stay healthy for an entire season because of the way he plays. So right now, I still think I have to go with Green Bay because I trust Aaron Rodgers more then I trust what Justin Fields has because I haven't seen Fields do it yet. Are you like, assuming that, that Rodgers wants to be in Green Bay to finish out his career, to finish out the contract? That the off-the-field stuff won't bubble up again where he'll try and force him, his ways somewhere else? I mean, when, when you look at Rodgers and the contract, his dead cap hit over the next couple of years, in 2023, it's $40 million dollars. In 2024, it's $68 million. In 2025, $76 million in dead cap hit for Aaron Rodgers if he is uh, no longer with the Packers, if he leaves the Green Bay Packers with an additional year Mm -hmm. left on the contract. His contract is so big. Yeah, He's the one that needs to buy in, and it seems as if they're constantly battling convincing him to want to be there and be a part of what they're building. Well, if they draft a wide receiver in the first round, I think that does a lot. I think him and LaFleur have kind of worked out their issues uh, in the offseason. They talked about how, how they are getting along now. So I think, yeah, I think he will be there. And I think I don't think he gets traded. That's a that's a big contract to trade. No, of course. That is and, a very and, and big a contract to trade. Also, and you look at the situation. The Bears are first in cap space this offseason, $125 million. The Packers, they're 22nd. They have $5 million in cap space. Uh, both teams have their first-round draft picks for this upcoming season. Uh, which team do you think has the better coach? Uh, I think most people would agree it's Matt LaFleur. Yeah. He's the better coach right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as far as franchise players, Aaron Rodgers is the guy. But what is the the runway there? How much longer will he be dominating and be able to carry a team to the playoffs. I would imagine that runway is getting shorter and shorter by the game where eventually Justin Fields is going to be in the same position where he's going to be able to take a team to the playoffs Mm -hmm. and compete based on his talent and his talent alone where Rodgers each year that passes, it seems like it gets diminished a bit. Well, is it more likely that the Bears fix all of their problems in one offseason or the Packers fix all of their problems and have Aaron Rodgers shine it up even more in one off season. Like it's more likely that the Packers figure it out and are back at the top of the division than the bears going from worst to first. Well, I mean, but go back to the cap space though. No, the, it can't the bears happen. Have so much cap space that they can really flip this entire roster, but it has to hit like you have to, you have to hit correctly. But like what's really changing in a situation where you don't have cap space and you have, you're dedicating so much money to Aaron Rodgers. What has to change is Rodgers has to play like an MVP. Yeah, and I think that's more likely than it is not. I mean, if he's healthy, 
He's proven that he can play like that. I just think that the, the Packers have less holes to fill. Like, we've seen it on both sides of the ball. You have to retool this entire roster, defense and offense, whether it's offensive line, a couple more playmakers, and then you need to, re- you need to get a whole new defensive line. Maybe Sanborn can be a guy at linebacker, and then you've got to add to, this, to the depth of the secondary. Like, there's so much to fill on this Bears roster that it's more likely to me that... Now, if we project out five years from now, like five, if, like if Justin Fields is the guy and he gets yeah. another contract, I'll say the Bears because I don't think Rodgers is here in five years and we have to see what Jordan Love is and he's unproven. Okay, cool. He came in for a half. Awesome. Good for him. Like we have to, we have to see what he is still. Like we know Justin Fields can be at least the guy to get another contract. Like we've established that at least that point. Like they're picking up the fifth year option. Like I think, I think we figured that out. Oh, you, right? you don't think we're going to have the Trubisky dance no, that we no. had to do? Last I don't time? think so. No, I think yeah. they're picking up his fifth year option. And I think that so so yeah. Five years from now, I'll say the Bears because I think that they'll be able to figure it out. Now, is it Eberflus and Poles that are doing the 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 GMing and the coaching at that point? I don't know. Is Aaron Rodgers still in the division? Probably not. In five years from now, probably not. Is Jordan Love the guy, or do we see another quarterback in a Green Bay uniform? Like, there's a lot to. Next year, I still think it's the Packers. Two, three years from now, probably the Bears. That's why they're all relevant questions. And the question on the table, who has the brighter future? The Green Bay Packers at 4-8 and eight, or the Chicago Bears at 3-9? and nine? Bears-Packers week. We're talking football with you. It's Black and Abdallah. Black and Abdallah on ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. This is this is this is Lucky and Abdallah on ESPN 1000. Lucky Abdallah on Tuesday night. Talking football with you at 312-332-3776. We're on until 8 o'clock. You can join the conversation. We're talking Bears football. Who has the brighter future, the Chicago Bears or the Green Bay Packers? We're taking your calls at 312-332-3776. This is breaking news on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000. We'll continue talking Bears football, but we have a new ranking in the top 25 for the college football playoff. The week 14 rankings are out. Number one, Georgia. Number two, Michigan. Number three, TCU. Number four, USC. Number five, Ohio State. And number six, Alabama. As the teams prepare for championship week in college football, we'll have our final Chicago's College Tailgate on Saturday morning at 9 a.m. This Saturday morning to preview all of the championship games that take place around college football. And we'll also recap the Pac-12 championship because that game is played on Friday night. So SC and Utah will face off on Fox on Friday night at 7 o'clock. You'll also hear that game right here on ESPN 1000. Mm-hmm. Black and Abdallah, Chicago's College Delegate, will be in on Saturday morning to get you set for a championship Saturday in college football. The new ranking was just released. Georgia 1, Michigan 2, TCU 3, and USC 4. Basically, all four teams, 
you win this weekend, you're in the college football playoff. Yeah, it's pretty simple. And uh, first of all, congrats to myself uh, for telling you in the spring that USC would make the playoff. Just remember who told you in the spring that USC would make the playoff and who told you three weeks ago that Caleb Williams would be winning the Heisman and that you should have bet on it when it was 12 to 1. And now he's like minus 3,000 to win. No, 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 no. I, I you knew, didn't. I knew it was going to happen. Didn't. I mean, you year didn't. one, Lincoln Riley you to didn't. the playoff? Of course. You didn't. It's the stuff dreams are made you of, didn't. That being said, I hope yes. you lose this weekend because that means uh, if TCU and USC lose, uh, I did. Now, here's here's the question, okay? Georgia, win, you're in. I think even with a loss to LSU, they're still in. Probably. They might move down to three or four, but they're still in. Michigan, even with a loss to Purdue, still in. They're twelve. They would be twelve and one. Same with Georgia. The question is going to be: If TCU loses to Kansas State, sure, do they drop out, and, or do they just drop to four? Would Ohio State? Would this be like? A, I believe it was twenty seventeen or twenty sixteen. Alabama didn't go to their conference title game. It, uh, they ended up not participating in it, and then whoever was the whoever was in it lost. I believe Georgia lost, and then they got in to the college football playoff that year because of that, because of not even playing. So Ohio State would obviously get the next spot as their fifth. So if TCU or USC loses, obviously if USC loses, Ohio State is in. You're not going to have a two-loss team in there. Now the question is if TCU and USC lose, does that mean Ohio State and Alabama move up? Because as of right now, Alabama and Tennessee can't play again. And the committee has put Alabama ahead of Tennessee, even though Alabama lost to Tennessee earlier in the year. So as of right now, the two teams that would move up would be Ohio State and Alabama. The question is, if TCU loses, is that enough to knock them all the way out? Or would that just move them down to number four? So the only two-loss team that is playing this weekend would be Clemson yeah. in the ACC championship game. They're ranked ninth. I don't think they uh, would jump up that far, though. Clemson is 10-2. and two. They're the only team that's a two-loss team that's going to play this weekend. So, like, in your scenario, if USC goes down, TCU goes down, and you have the ability to move in teams, I, I wonder if, even if USC loses, if they could get in with two losses. Like, if it's a close game again against Utah... I wonder I, how the committee would look at that. I don't think Clemson gets in regardless. I don't think TCU gets in with a loss. It's tough because then it's easy if only one team loses because then you could move TCU down. You say, look, Ohio State lost. It. Their only loss was to the second best team in the country, a conference champion. We're not going to put them as that rematch. But th- let's say one, they get packed. Could you imagine if Michigan See, beats Georgia and Ohio State gets in and beats USC and then we get a national championship game of Michigan and Ohio State? Well, that, that'd be cool, I guess. Uh, I, I would say the other situation the committee has is uh, the two other options are three lost teams. Yeah. Kansas State. So if TCU loses, it would be Kansas State that wins. Team. They're yeah. a three-loss team. They would win the uh, Big 12. And then LSU, a three-loss team sitting uh, in the rankings – there's no way that they're going to put a three-loss LSU SEC championship team mm-hmm. in either. So it, it kind of feels like this is locked in with those six, that it, it will be Ohio State and Alabama that, mm-hmm. without playing a game this weekend, would be the ones to benefit if TCU and USC lose. Now, the committee, of course, wants none of those teams to lose because then it's just, hey, just roll out these rankings again right next week. 
on on Sunday. We I get don't these think rankings. They care about that. I think they I think care they about do. the matchups of the final four. I think they do. I think that well, I think that for 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 I benefits for for the for because this is a TV show, an entertainment show, right? The college football playoff is first and foremost for entertainment. Yes, you're crowning a champion, but also you want the most eyeballs possible, right? So I think that they want TCU to lose, and then you put Ohio State in there because that gets the better ratings. Like the, the national brands of Georgia, Michigan, USC, Ohio State – to me, oh, yeah. is more it's, valuable it's way more impactful than TCU. Than TCU. Well, I mean, if, they, if that's what they wanted, why didn't they put TCU 4? Uh, because you can't put... I don't think you can put they an could. undefeated team ahead of... If you think no, they're USC weaker. already lost. Yeah, but they lost. Okay, but if you think they're a weaker opponent... I mean, USC lost to Utah. Utah's a good team. I understand that. But I think that you still put it... You still put the three undefeated teams at the top. Utah's ranked 11th. Okay. So, I mean, it's not like they, they lost to some... I understand loser that. University. No, I get that. You didn't lose to loser you. Congratulations. So, so I didn't. But like, you could lose to them again. Oh, of course. I, I'm not saying that the Friday night is is a guaranteed win for USC. I'm just saying that if you're talking about ratings and and making this a TV show, I don't think you put TCU three. I think you put USC at three, and you make TCU sweat it out that they have to win their final game to get in. And then you can watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash ESPN 1000 Chicago. It's brought to you this week by DraftKings. Uh, Nick in the Twitch chat uh, said, well, what, I mean, he wants ultimate chaos. What if everyone loses? Well, I think, I think Georgia <laughs> and Michigan, even if they lose, They're should in. be okay. Yeah, yeah. I, well, like, you know what you do? If everyone loses, it's Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, Alabama. Yeah, And you, so. you kick out the Pac-12 and the Big 12 and you say, all right, we're just taking a one-loss team from all these conferences and we're piling yeah. them into the final four because here's the thing if both teams lose if both tcu and usc end up losing the committee will have no problem putting in the big brands of ohio state and alabama oh, they love ohio state and they love alabama like they love it and i've i've said it look i would love to see alabama in the playoff i would love to get another alabama to watch another meaningful alabama game but i believe that there shouldn't be a two loss team in the playoff so like there are no other one-loss teams at that point, so you would have to put in a two-loss team, and Ohio State has the better resume. No, That's why they're uh, fifth. Uh, for Alabama, no uh, respect to Tennessee that uh, beat your brains in uh, No, because uh, cause you don't lose to South Carolina. Okay, all right, well. Don't uh, lose to South Carolina. I, I'm just pointing out, Tennessee head-to-head with Alabama. Don't lose to a four-loss team. Crushed. Don't lose to a four-loss team. They didn't crush them. They lost by two, they I believe. Them. They lost by two. It was a crushing. Nope, was not a crushing. It was a they crushing. lost by two. I'm going to look at the definition of a crushing here. And a crushing is not that. Let's see, a crushing. Uh, it was 52-49. to 49. Okay, they lost by three. Boom, crushing. It's not a crushing. It's a one-score game. <laughs> they it's a one threw score the goalpost into the river. Well, that's on them. Broke boy school. They needed a GoFundMe. Floppy top. GoFundMe. Please, we need uh, we need professional haircuts and we need uh, new goalposts. Broke boy school. <laughs> Black and Abdallah here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. So the breaking news at this hour, the final four for the college football playoff rankings are set heading into championship weekend. So it's Georgia 1, Michigan 2, TCU is at 3. All three of those teams are undefeated. USC, the first one-loss team in the rankings, they're number four. Ohio State, five. Alabama, six. We were talking about this last night. The way Michigan won in the Dude. second half, 28-3, to three, running the football, the ability from J.J. McCarthy to pass down the field, 
I did not see that coming. No. I, I could see an outcome where Michigan won the football game. I did not see an outcome of them just completely blowing Ohio State out in the second half. I, I did not see that coming. What was great to me is that, you know, I'm sure you and Tyler, and thanks to Tyler for filling in for me when I couldn't speak on Saturday morning, uh, is that, you know, the key to the game would be Blake Corum and running the football. Because if you look at the, the outcome last year, the outcome was they just outran them. They got more yards after the they got more yards after contact. They got more yards before contact. They ran all over Ohio State. And if you look at the way Michigan has been able to win games this year, they're a run first uh, uh, team. And I was oh, yeah. I was watching the pregame show, and basically they were saying, "Look, the way that the way that Harbaugh coaches a team, you would have never known that he was a quarterback." He coaches like he was a defensive player or sure. a running backs coach. Yeah. Like, hard nose, hard, run the yeah, football. Big yeah. Ten football. Like, we're going to smash well, mouth football. School. Yeah, exactly. But then they went into this game and said, nope, deep balls. Like, that's all we're doing. We're stretching you out because you, we know you can't stop us. And that's all they're going to do. And if you, like, look at the way that J.J. McCarthy played. Blake Horn left the game. So they had to do that. And they were able to do it over and over again. Ohio State had no answer for that, which is a testament to, one, J.J. McCarthy, who's really come on this season and played really, really well. And two, to Harbaugh for being able to adjust his coaching style from game to game and say, hey, we're not going to be able to run this game, so we're just going to air this thing out, and we'll win that way. So Michigan ranked number two in the latest rankings. The championship Saturday is this week. We have Chicago's College Tailgate, 9 a.m. Saturday. Every Saturday in the fall, our last show of the year will be this Saturday. In the Pac-12, they play their championship game on Friday night. So championship weekend in college football, we're pretty excited for it. Black and Abdallah, we're talking Bears with you next. We're listening to Black and Abdallah on ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports. This is Chicago's home for sports. Black and Abdallah. ESPN 1000, and now on Digital FM at 100.3 HD2. Casey, listening on the ESPN Chicago app in Manhattan. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Casey? What's going on, boys? So I have a crazy theory of this college football playoff ranking here. Okay. Do you think that the reason why they put Ohio State 5 and Bama 6 is because they're hoping that USC and TCU lose and they would set up a rematch of Georgia and Bama and then Ohio State and Michigan? Yes, 100%. Yeah, I don't, think, I don't think they want Georgia-Tennessee again because we've already seen that outcome. And I think it'll be the same outcome if it's Georgia-Alabama. Like, Alabama's not winning that game. They're not good enough to beat Georgia. So... Yeah, I could see it. Yes. Yeah, they definitely want at least one of those two in, which is why they put them five and six. Like if TCU loses, I think they're out and then they get Ohio State in there. And then if USC loses, then you have to have a conversation about, well, does Alabama get in? Does TCU move down to four? Like, how does this work? So it'll be interesting to see. But I agree with you. I think that they put those two there at five and six for a reason. Don't you think it's all about ratings, though? Oh, yeah. One hundred percent. I think it'd be it'd be chaotic. And what's crazy too, Casey, is usually like if you go back, you'll get a couple decent games, but those that those first weekend of games, like the play the two playoff games, yeah. are usually blowouts. 
Uh, yeah, they have yeah. been in the past. Like you get yeah. a couple decent games, but look at the history. A majority of them, like especially if they involve a northern school going against a southern school. Oh yeah, like Georgia. Ah, Georgia Dame. USC will be interesting. Like Georgia USC, like USC is not going to be able to stop Georgia. No, but Georgia probably won't be likely to, to stop the explosive exactly. offense from USC. Michigan TCU would be interesting. I think Michigan will walk over TCU though. Yeah, same. Uh, but yeah, I think that they would rather have a potential national championship rematch between Ohio State and Michigan than have TCU in there. Good call, Casey. Thanks for the phone call. Thanks, guys. There's Casey in Manhattan listening on the ESPN Chicago app. If you want to join the conversation, you can call us at 312-332-3776. We go to Eddie on the north side. Hello, Eddie. Hey, boys. How you doing? So we're talking a little college football before I get to my other thing. I I love Kansas State to beat TCU. Okay, we got you down. Eddie has uh, Kansas State. We got you down. I loved it, man. Every time I bet on them, they won, they covered, and everything. What can I say about them? You know? I agree. What? I agree. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Absolutely. What do you think? Purdue making the upset on Michigan or no? No. No. Yeah, I I didn't think so either. (laughs) I was going to go to the other. I, I had Michigan, Michigan over last week. I loved it. That was my parlay. You know, one of them I added into it. I called in with a parlay Sunday. Oh, answered the phone. did you win? I gave a, a five-teamer, yes. It was a $60 five-teamer. Oh, wow. Paid over 1700 Look at you. And I called in, and the guy said it didn't win. I go, wait a minute. You, I, you're doing... Rushing on certain guys and then rushing and receiver on Chubbs and uh, the, the running back on Tampa. What was his name? The running uh, Fournette? No. Cardwise. No, no, Card- no. Fournette Card- was out. So that's why yeah. I did this with the backup. But I told him, just don't do the rushing. You have to do rushing and receiving because Brady loves to throw to the running backs. So you did a, you did got, a, four it, team, it a five team parlay man. with props? Yeah, it was a five-team, par- uh, you know, same-game parlay. Oh, okay, gotcha. Uh, so whatever it was, it got lucky because it went to overtime to hit that parlay. Okay. But four teams came in in the 12 o'clock hour, and let me tell you. Yeah. I had Kansas City running back. What's that dude? And that dude's going to be a stud. He's a, he's a guy. He's the, a yeah. He's a, so he's a runner. I had him at 65 and a half rushing yards. My last leg in the parlay, <laughs> that was that $60 one. Mm-hmm. So I did, I, I was like, okay, I'm going to go the other way. I did $100, but it went up to 69 and a half. You know, just to hedge the bet. He okay. Scored <laughs> yeah, we're, we're listening. 69 rushing yards, dude. Oh, okay. I, I won on both ways. It both went, ways. All right. Yeah, both ways did it. Okay. It's always good to win both ways, Eddie. Oh. Absolutely. Okay, you ready for the song? Please. Yeah, sorry. I mean, unless you have more parlays to so give is us this, tonight. So is this for the Waddle no, and Sylvie I, I, Holiday what? Parody Song Contest? So you have a song for us tonight? Yes, I do. This is a kick-in. This is solo before I even do any oh. music and everything. Ready? Okay. Sure. All right. <clears throat> Maliki Maka is the thing to say. On a Chicago gloomy Christmas day, that's the city greetings that Eddie sends to you. Here we know that Justin will be running at first sight. The defense will catch up by the night. Cap 
happy cappy hoodie thinks the Savior's come on the Chicago Christmas Day. Here we know that passing is the stars at night, and even Danny knows that Eddie is right. That's it. That's all I got for it. There's all right. Music in the All right. So no, are we, no, no. are we submitting no. that? Yeah. No, no, no. no. Jake, is on top. So Jake, 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 are you producing Waddle and Sylvie tomorrow? Yes. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, yeah. so, so you're going to cut that. Yeah. We're submitting Make this. sure you include the, yeah. that's it. That's the Black and Abdallah submission. <laughs> yeah. That's our official hey, submission. Yeah. Dudes. Pre-season Metallica two years from now. I'm not getting you. Oh, I know. Oh, yeah. I'll be in the waiting room tomorrow. Who's opening for Metallica? Pantera? Uh, man, Pantera or Five Finger Death Punch. Pantera oh, yeah. one day, uh, and Pantera and Van Halen's kid, um, All right. Wolf, Wolfgang. Yeah, right. And can then, you, can you give us the song one more time, Eddie? The Twitchers are asking for it. Dude, I can't do it again. I'm out of breath. <laughs> oh, I forgot to mark it, Eddie. I need you to do it again. Hey, All I right. love you guys. We have a great night. All right. Thank you, Eddie. Thank you. All Thank right. you for Bye. the phone call. Yep. There you go. The Twitchers are mad at me, saying that they didn't ask for an encore. Oh, <laughs> I did. You know what? I have to give uh, Chase on the Southside credit. Okay, he called into the show last night with yeah. a normal call. Well, it's normal when I'm not here. It was it was a very nice call. See, here's the thing with Chase and with Mitchell from Displays. Yeah. They only want to get weird when I'm here. Well, I, it was a very pleasurable call for some reason. With Chase last night, he gave great points. He he made his he made his point. He he was to the he got right to it. And he, he hung up the phone. For it was some, very nice. For some reason, Mitchell and Desplaines only thinks that I'm the only one that likes Fields. Not like you and I have the same opinion. Well, that you and Mitchell have something going back and forth. And we'll, I don't know. Well, what actually, is. we have a little treat for everyone from Mitchell and Desplaines a little bit later in the show. Mm. So keep listening right around seven o'clock. Uh, but Chase on the South Side. Hello, Chase. It was good to talk to you last night. Yeah, what's up, Black? What's up, Chase? What's, oh, hey, what's up, Black? Oh my God, what is up, Abdallah? Hi, Chase. What's up, man? How are you? I can't what's yell. Up? I can't yell. No, 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 Abdullah, man. I can't how yell. You, how was your thing? How was your thing? You was yelling a few hours ago. I yeah, and now yelling. I'm and now my voice is hurting because of it. No, no, Abdullah. Hey, how was your holiday, man? Your Thanksgiving. It was good. How was yours? It was good, man. Hey, hey, Abdullah, I got, I got a good. I've been saving this all week for you. See, all week I got. See, <laughs> I got a great one for you, Abdullah. I've been saving this for a week. Okay, here we go, Abdullah. Who would you rather have, Mitch Trubisky or Ryan Leaf? Come on, Abdullah, give me one. Come on, Mitch Trubisky or Ryan Leaf. Hmm. Come on, Abdullah, you can't think about that. Come on. Hmm. Yeah, but Ryan Leaf has turned his life around. And everything like he's he's like an advocate now for uh, nah, don't, don't for mental me health like that, and for rehab don't and that kind of stuff. Like I don't know, man. Don't do me. Okay, okay. Here's another one, Mister Vince Young. Oh, oh, come on, Vince Young. Do you see him in college? Do you see him in college? Unfortunately, he's part of the greatest college football game ever, ever. Okay, 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 okay. Mr. Bisky or Matt Liner? Oh, please. I'm going to hang oh, up the come phone on, right now. Fight on. We're going to go Lionheart every single day yeah. of the week. Are you kidding me? The Heisman Trophy winner. Okay, man. He's on TikTok now. Okay. He, thinks yeah. he's, he thinks he's smooth. Yeah. Abdel, Abdel, I just don't understand. What, what do you mean when you say you think the Packers 
I have a better future. Why? Because you think, what if Aaron Rodgers, you see how broken down he is, right? I mean, he's been fine until he, you know, almost lacerated a rib or whatever. Do you think it was even guaranteed? What if it's a guarantee? We're not even sure of guarantee that he's even coming back this season. He said he's playing on Sunday. No, I'm talking about, I'm talking about next season. I mean, he's got I mean, like thirty season. million guaranteed. He's coming back. But what? But what if the Packers decide that they don't want to pick up that up? What if they? Decide no, there's not. It's all guaranteed. Oh, there's dead, no. It's dead money. It's they've, all guaranteed. They got to pick it. There's no not picking it up. They've uh, backed themselves into a corner. They have forty million dollars of dead cap space yeah. if, if they don't have Rodgers next season. And each year after it goes up. 68 in 2024 and 76 million dollars of dead cap space in 2025. I think this is okay. the first contract in NFL history that looks like this too. Like, he, okay, like it, it is. Uh, they're they're in trouble there. <laughs> okay, Black. But would you? Okay, so the Packers got a couple free agent guys that's available, right? They got Alan Lazard. That's a free agent. Uh, what's his name? Jenkins, offensive tackle. He's a free agent. And don't they got another player that's an, uh, another offense, defensive player that's a free agent to come up this season? Don't they got another defensive player that's a free agent? I'm assuming they got a few guys. but I'm, I'm sure saying, they have like, a free agent. What a, yes. What, so, what's so, the point so, here, so Chase? <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying, once the Bears pick up a few of those guys, wouldn't that make, wouldn't that make the Bears a much more better team next season Green Bay if they were to pick up somebody like that? I mean, their defense kind of sucks this year, so I wouldn't really uh, want- you know, I'm just Lazard's, saying, Lazard's fine, but like Lazard, don't you have Alan Lazard? Don't you what have you him? Well, I mean, don't you have like a number three and a number two already? Don't you want a number one wide receiver? Lazard's not a number one wide receiver. You that, but you get that in the draft. You can trade. You okay. In the draft. You got too many wide receivers already. You got Mooney. You got Ch- you got no, Claypool. You, know, you got Vales Jones. You got Cole Komet. How many do you need? We they're don't even coming, know if Mooney's coming back. What do you mean? They're all, he's under contract. What do you mean he's not coming back? Where do you think these... This, no, I think what, he, he, he got a broke... We don't even know the extent of the injury. What if the, that, that can linger into the season? The well, he's under contract, Chase. He's going to be here. I'm saying he's not going to be up there. I'm saying he might not be as effective. This he isn't like Trubisky help. where they don't pick up the fifth-year option and no, he just uh, leaves. saying he won't be good yeah. next year He'll be fine if he's going to get... He's got an off-season okay, to get healthy. I understand what Chase is saying. But what about St. Brown and Pettis and, and Nikhil Harry? Do, do you think those guys are going to be here? No, I don't Nikhil want Harry even active. I mean, he's been at, inactive oh. the last couple of weeks. That's what I'm saying. So they're going to need some. They still need a lot of receiver help. They don't have like they need like at least three. They got. We were talking about the offensive line and defense line. They might have to get outside Mooney. They might and Claypool. They might have to get three, four new receivers. Okay, why have, do they, I want Packers offcasts? I mean, so what do you want to do? So what are you going to do? You, other, you, you know, there's do? you know there's you know there's other teams in the NFL, right? Oh uh, well, yeah, what's your point? My point is that other teams have free agents that are better than <laughs> Alan Lazard. Like there's what's like there's point? more out there than just the team up I'm north. Not saying, I'm not saying go grab him, but I'm just saying that he's when you say he's an upgrade over what they got right now. I mean, kind of over some of the guys. I, yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly, sure. Exactly. Some of them. My point. It, but I'm just saying he's better than what they have right now. I mean, exa- think about it. Who would you rather have? Would you have Al Lazard or St. Brown? Well, now we're doing okay. this now. Lazard. I'd rather I'm have Lazard. Saying, I'm not. I'm not even. I'm just. I'm not even playing. I'm serious though. Who would you rather have? Would Lazard. you rather have St. Brown or well, Lazard? Lazard? But St. Brown is like now that if you draft a wide receiver, everybody moves down on the depth chart. 
So you have your number one wide receiver that you draft. Oh, you have Claypool's your two. You have Mooney's your three. And then what else? Well, you got a, you got you got Velas Jones is your four. And then you think That's Lazard's Lazard's going to come in and be your three? No, he wants to go somewhere well, and get well, paid. We already ready. We already ready to give up on Bayless Jones already. We're already calling him a bust. Well, yeah, because he's a 45-year-old rookie that can't get on the field. Exactly. That means we get we got a lot. We got we have to upgrade our whole entire receiving core. We don't have receivers. You see what happens while I'm here. All right, Chase. Good call last night. Thanks for the call last night. Hit the night. music. Good on call. It. Hit the music. I'm not happy with Hit you the tonight. Music. Hit the music. Hit the music. Hi. There you go. There's Chase on the south side. You had a good call last night. I don't know. I didn't hear it. I don't believe you. Thanks for listening to the program. I listened. <laughs> you missed a great call from Chase. I'm, I swear to you, it was very nice. All right. It was a nice call. All right. Tonight, eh, not so much. <laughs> we'll be back. You're listening to Black and Abdallah. ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports. When you're at home, don't miss Black and Abdallah. Tell your smart speaker to, to play ESPN 1000. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. Longtime Black and Abdallah listeners, do you remember a song called Boxer Man? Remember that song? I mean, I do, yeah. Yeah. For those who've listened to the show before, uh, someone sent us an envelope in the mail that had a CD. And uh, the CD had a song uh, from from someone calling themselves Boxer Man. I got the... Uh, yeah, so, the, so it was a letter and everything. letter right there. Uh, in 10 on minutes Twitch. here on ESPN 1000, we received a Here's second package here at the station. Uh, a second package that... Uh, you'll want to stick around and, and listen for what was in the package. Uh, yes, it, it, it's not from Boxer Man, uh, but I think it will be of interest of many. We should check in with program. Boxer Man the hol- this holiday season. We called them once. It's on the podcast I know. Page. We should call them again. Called them up. See Each night here on the show, uh, we play the song of the night around 6.50. It's time for the song of the night. I want to rock! Hey, turn up the volume and don't touch that dial because dial. it's time for... What dial? But there's, there's no dial on my phone. Yeah, it's just an... Exp- ah, never mind. Crank the volume, because it's time for Black and Abdallah's Song of the Night. Yo, later. Tonight's song, Paul Abdul, Opposites of Track, 1988. Your Song of the Night. MC Cat on the rap, so Mike it. Here's a little story, and you're sure to like it. Swift and sly, and I'm playing it cool with my homegirl, Paul Abdul.
we listening to MC Scat Cat and Paula Abdul We're going back to November 29th, 1989. Paula Abdul released Opposites Attract as the sixth and final single from her album Forever Your Girl. It became the fourth to reach number one from that album mm-hmm. uh, throughout the late 80s and the early 90s. So there you go. Today's date, back in 89. This was released as a single. And if you remember, the most ridiculous part of this video, of this song, was the video. And that she is dancing and rapping along with a cartoon cat that is voiced by two separate people because it was the wild bunch, or the wild pair, sorry, the wild pair, uh, who was the voice of this. And then an additional rap was written for the middle coming up for the video. Well, describe the video to someone who's never heard it. This this rap. Uh, if you've ever seen Who Framed Roger Rabbit, where it's like real people and cartoons, yeah, it's like that. But it's Living not CG, it's not CGI though. Like it's like a cartoon character. She's dancing with MC Scat Cat. Yeah, and the opposites attract. And one of the opposites being that he's a cartoon <laughs> and she's a person. <laughs> well, opposites do attract. Yeah, yeah. I remember this video when I was a kid. I remember loving this video when I was a kid because I was like, oh, it's a cartoon. And this is great. And the cartoon's rapping. And yeah, for some reason in the 80s, this went to number one. <laughs> man, the 80s were weird. The 80s were weird, man. The, this video is so weird. You're right. That was a, that was a major theme in the late 80s yeah. to, to pair cartoons with humans. Yeah. Well, I mean, Roger Rabbit was on the forefront. Right. It was like a major deal. And like you said, the song went to number one here. Hit the number one in the Hot 100. Number two in the UK. Uh, number one in a whole bunch of other countries. But Paula Abdul with this album could do no wrong. Like, Forever Your Girl had knocked out The Way You Love Me Straight Up, which is probably the best. Oh, that's the best yeah. one. Yeah. Forever Your Girl, Cold Hearted, and then this final one, Opposites Attract, which was a banger in itself. Paula Abdul, Opposites Attract, 1988. Song I want to rock! Hey, turn up the volume and don't touch that dial because it's time for... What dial? There's, there's no dial on my phone. Yeah, it's just an... Exp- ah, never mind. Crank the volume because it's time for Black and Abdallah's Song of the Night. Yo, later. You know, and shout out to Paula Abdul for, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, it's a shame that she went from Paula Abdullah to be known as Paula Abdul, member of the family. But uh, good to see my cousin out there getting some work. We'll be back in two minutes. You are listening to Black and Abdullah. ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports.